On this episode of This is Game Boy Light, why not make your own game? Hello everybody and welcome back to another fresh episode of This is Game Boy Light. If you don't know what the Light episodes are, these are little in-between episodes uh, between the normal episodes where me and EBC talk about one game and in these lights we talk about a certain series, a certain subject that has something to do with gaming and the subject for this episode is gonna be homebrew games for Game Boy. If you're wondering what homebrew games are, let me read you a little transcript from the wiki page so that everything will make sense. So here we go. Homebrew is a term frequently applied to video game or other software produced by consumers to target proprietary hardware platforms, usually with hardware restrictions, that are not typically user programmable or that use proprietary storage methods. This can include games developed with official development kits such as NetHeroes, Linux for PlayStation 2 or Microsoft XNA, a game written by a non-professional developer for a system intended to be consumer programmable like the Commodore 64 is simply called hobbyist rather than homebrew. Did you guys get that? Do you completely understand what homebrew is now? No? Well, that's okay, because this description does not make any sense to anybody who is not in the actual homebrew scene, so let me make it a little bit more easy to understand. Um, there are three types of games that exist that get made by, um, well, independent people, I should say, not by game developers. Um, you have hacks something very well known because um, there's a lot of them out there just look at uh, the nes roms out there or the Game Boy roms even there's a lot of hacks out there and a hack actually is using the code from an existing game and making it so that you can create a different game with it this might include uh, putting different music in there uh, using different sprites and such, but in the end it still uses the game, the original game, as a base to make a new game. What does Homebrew do? This is actually uh, taking it one step further. Um, the people who make Homebrew games actually just use the toolkit available to them for making a original game for an older system, usually an older system. You don't see that many um, like beyond the Nintendo, Super Nintendo area. You don't see that many homebrew games for them, mostly because it's a lot harder to actually make games for them. Also, you're going into 3D development and stuff like that. It's a lot easier to just uh, make something for something like the Atari, the Commodore 64, or NES or Game Boy. So um, that's what those people try to do. Um, there are a lot of different tools to do these things in. Um, I am not familiar with them. This is something I will probably discuss in another episode. This is uh, probably gonna be Homebrew Games Part 1 and we will have a Homebrew Games Part 2 
nearly in the future. Not sure when yet, but uh, it depends on when I can do a little bit more research and ask around with some other uh, actual homebrew game maker so um, that will come in the future but yeah it's it's typically just a original game made by one individual individual or more individuals um, usually you can find them on the internet as a rom so you can load it into an emulator or you can uh, put it on an everdrive to play on your actual system not all of them work on uh, EverDrive because the emulators do have some different coding than the actual gaming systems. So not all of them are actually made to be played on an EverDrive. Some people actually make sure they can be played on something like that. So that's always pretty cool. And uh, one of the most well-known homebrew games probably is Battle Kit for NES, which actually got made into an actual cartridge so you can play it on your system. So so that's taking it even a step further than that. Not all of them come out on uh, on an actual cartridge. Most of them don't actually. They are just there as a ROM or even not as a ROM but as a, an XCA file that you can uh, just execute on your computer to play. Taking it even further are of course the indie games. Um, they are basically the same but most indie games are of course made completely without the restrictions of any hardware limitations um, while some of them do uh, on purpose like if, uh, Shovel Knight for example they actually try to restrict themselves so it mimics an older system but uh, the actual coding makes it playable on PC on the newer consoles and uh, things like that. So it's not considered a homebrew game, even though they are basically started from the same uh, idea, I guess. Um, but yeah, indie games usually also uh, get released and get sold, which is something that almost never happens with homebrew games. Um, Example given again, uh, Battle Kit does get sold because they actually make it into a cartridge for people to get. But usually for homebrew games, the games are completely free to be played. Whereas indie games are, of course, need to be bought unless there's a demo or something like that. So I hope that makes a little bit sense. Uh, I hope that's at least more understandable than the term they use on the wiki because that, that one is... Yeah, I have no idea what they're saying in there. So um, hope that clears it up a little bit. Um, we're gonna take a little break and then I'm gonna talk about a few games or demos or short games that I have found before this episode that I actually was able to play. There are not that many. Um, it is a busy period with a lot of projects going on and the holidays are uh, actually approaching. Um, normally this comes out on the 22nd of December so everybody already I'm gonna wish you a Merry Christmas or Happy Holidays and a Happy New Year of course um, but yeah let's dive into some of these games that I've found right after this break Welcome back everybody. 
let's dive into some homebrew games. If you're wondering how I found these games, um, there's actually a thing called Game Boy Jam that gets uh, held every year, most likely, um, where people actually do develop uh, some shorter games in a small time set just to come up with cool ideas and sometimes they get made into like bigger games and most of these games actually stem from those Game Boy Jams. So um, I found a few ones, um, I'm gonna talk in the first part about some demos or short projects and then after another break we'll dive into full games. So first up we have a little game called Rocket Man which is a demo so far. Um, it's only one stage and it is a action platforming game with a little guy you shoot bullets with and you can fly a little bit into the air because of your jetpack uh, or your rocket pack if you want to call it that because it is Rocket Man of course. Um, it kind of resembles what I would say the uh, starting stage, the intro stage of Mega Man 7 maybe, kind of has that feel to it. Um, it teaches you the mechanics of the game, it uh, teaches you how to deal with different types of enemies and there's a boss fight at the end of the game which is uh, pretty well done. Um, the character feel in this game is amazing, it plays really really well. Um, the music is okay, um, it could be better but it's only one track so it's hard to say, the game is still in development, could be a lot better when the game uh, eventually comes out of course. Um, one thing I found weird about this game is the way that the screen stops when entering a quote-unquote cutscene. Um, Sometimes there's like things happening where you lose control of your character and um, the way the screen transitions into that is a little bit awkward and, and fast but again this is a demo they might change that in the future but this is definitely a game uh, or a demo you should check out because uh, I have a feeling whenever the complete game comes out this might be a really good one maybe one of the best Game Boy games out there um, just because it controls so well and the the actual idea is pretty nice even though it borrows a lot from like typical Mega Man games I would say. Um, I will provide links to all of the games I'm talking about um, in the description below they're too hard to uh, to actually call out during the podcast itself. Um, you can find them of course by just typing it into Google, just type Rocketman Game Boy Demo or something like that and I'm sure you can find it and the same goes for other games I'll be talking about. But yeah that's it for Rocketman. Um, one of the games that I played and I think it was uh, one from Game Boy Jam 5, it's called Legend of Ball. Um, this is a game that's only available on um, Windows, so you can only download an executable for it. So there's no ROM you can check out. Uh, Rocketman does have an actual ROM. So um, Legend of Ball is a Zelda-like game where instead of having a sword to defend yourself with, you have some kind of bouncy ball. Um, and the way you traverse through dungeons is by using that ball to solve puzzles and uh, to kill enemies with them. You can use the ball as well. Um, the way you do that is by charging it and um, choosing its direction of flight. And then you release the ball and then it bounces all over the place. 
or wherever it needs to go. Um, the game itself only has one dungeon. Um, again, it was for Game Boy Jam, so the people only get like three days, I believe, to to make uh, a little game. So um, it's pretty short. I think you can get through it in like 10 minutes or 15 minutes. But I would really, really recommend this. This is a very, very interesting idea. It works super well. Um, there's a lot of detail going on it. Uh, the story is pretty well done. Um, it's amazing that uh, the person who made this actually made it so good in the time given to them. Um, this is one of the games I would love to see have a an actual full game, an actual Legend of Zelda full game uh, tied to it with like eight dungeons and multiple bosses and whatever else you can think of because um, yeah I I fell in love with it immediately and I was sad that it was just so short. Um, I have read up on it I don't think uh, he intends he or she intends to actually make a real game out of it but it would be really cool if that would happen anyways. So the next game is called Super Princesses 2092 Exodus. Um, this is also actually a Game Boy ROM, ROM and it actually also is a game that stemmed from a Game Boy Jam. Um, they kind of made it into a ROM with a few additions to it so it's a little bit longer but in the end it's still a very very short action platformer um, which only has three stages. You can select them freely so you can select stage one, two or three. Um, it is very challenging. I have not been able to finish the game. Uh, I think I got through the first and the second stage but the third one I couldn't do at least not in the time I had before recording this episode. Um, besides it being a challenging action platformer the only thing that makes it even more challenging is probably uh, the floaty jumping and descending. Um, it doesn't have a very good descending arc or, or even ascending arc um, which makes it a little bit harder but you get used to it really fast so you can actually do get through uh, through everything pretty fast. Um, I think you only have three lives if I remember correctly so die three times in a level and it's game over you have to start all the way over again there's no continues or anything. Um, yeah if you want a, a quick short challenge you can check that game out. Um, again the Game Boy ROM is available so you can play it on actual uh, hardware if you prefer that. Um, besides that it has amazing music actually. That's uh, something that uh, that I can definitely say. It's I, I really dig the music so um, yeah even if you can't, uh, can't finish the game enjoy the music at least and who knows maybe they'll uh, even expand the game later in the future. Uh, the fourth game I have here is a very short one called Alpha Max, also made by, uh, for Game Boy Jam. Um, it's an endless minimalistic shmup, so there's not too much going on in it. Um, there's a few enemies, there's a few upgrades you can get, but it just keeps... Uh, keeps going on and on forever until you die. So there's not much to say about this game. Um, it is made by Freeball. Somebody I will talk about in the second part of this uh, this episode a lot more um, because he's uh, 
he's a really good homebrew developer for uh, Game Boy. So we'll dive into his games a little later. Um, but yeah, check out Alpha Max if you just want uh, something very simple. It's very simple, pretty easy shmup um, that you can play for as long as you want. So yeah. Last but not least, uh, we got Last Crown Warriors, uh, made by the same people that did Rocketman. Again, this is only a demo, but this is probably one of the most original games I've, uh, I've seen. Um, it's basically a top-down Dynasty Warriors game. Um, you're placed in an overworld, uh, Zelda style of course, top-down, where uh, there's different... Uh, regions that you have to protect or overtake and you do that by uh, destroying all the enemies within that section. If you wait too long um, they can get taken over by the enemies again. So yeah it's, it's pretty much like I would say a Dynasty Warriors game. Um, what happens when you have all the bases captured? You actually go into a boss fight. Um, I got into the boss fight which is uh, some kind of huge giant crap. I could not beat him at all. It was uh, it was really hard. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe somebody else can actually finish the game. I cannot. Um, the controls in this game are alright and are kind of similar to how fighting works in uh, Final Fantasy Adventure or Mystic Quest for Game Boy. Um, you do have a dodge roll and you do have a run, which are things that are not available, of course, in Mystic Quest or Final Fantasy Adventure. But yeah, it plays very well and um, what's also nice, and this is something I forgot to say about Rocketman as well, um, they actually are Super Game Boy Enhanced games, both of them, or demos in this game. Uh, so they have a nice little border and they have nice colors if you play it on a Super Nintendo. So that it's something definitely to check out and to keep an eye out on for whenever the actual full games release. Because those two games are, are definitely gonna uh, make a mark in the homebrew community for Game Boy. Anyways, those are all the demos and short projects I could check out before doing this podcast if you have any um that you have checked out yourself and you are like you know what you should play these and maybe talk about them in the future let me know you can always uh, send them to me and i'll definitely go check them out when i have some more time in preparation for part two of the homebrew games but yeah that's it for part one here's another nice break song picked by lex and after that we're gonna talk about bigger games than just demos or short projects i'll be right back And here we are again for part two of the homebrew games episode. So, like I said, I'm gonna talk about full games now. Um, all three of these are actually made by Freeball, um, who I mentioned before during the Alpha Max explanation. Um, yeah, Freeball has been uh, doing these homebrew games for quite a while, um, and three of his games are like basically full-fledged games you can check out. 
All of them work on uh, on actual hardware. I tested them all out, so that's pretty cool. So if you have an EverDrive, I would definitely suggest you uh, play them that way. Otherwise, you can definitely just play them on emulator. There will be a dis uh, link in the description later on for sure, so you can just find them all there. It's one page that has all of his games, including Alpha Max. But I'm going to talk about the full games now, and the first one is called Lawnmowerland. Which is basically uh, a port of an NES homebrew game called Lawnmower. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, this is Lawnmower Land, which is the port for Game Boy, and it's basically a game where you are a lawnmower or maybe a person controlling the lawnmower, but you don't see that, um, and you're mowing the lawn. Pretty much, pretty much what it is. But yeah, each uh, stage is basically a Pac-Man-like maze where you have to try and uh, mow all the grass. And um, you run out of fuel while doing that, so you have to pick up uh, new fuel so you can keep going. I think there might even be enemies or rocks on the screen. Uh, definitely rocks, I know that. Um, if you drive over those, you get damaged or lose more fuel. So you have to keep a close eye on your fuel meter so you don't run out or it's game over. Um, I couldn't make it very far. I'm not really good at these arcade style games at all. Um, definitely not if you've see me play arcade games for portable pleasure then you know i'm not uh, really good at them um but yeah th this is a well-loved game on nes um maybe not that well known on game boy but if you like the nes one you should definitely play lawnmower land as well the second game he made i don't know if he made them in this order by the way i'm just saying the second game uh it's called snakebird which is also a port actually by uh from by from what am i saying i don't even know anymore it's a port of a steam game um so if you type in snakebird on your steam thingy or just in google you will definitely find it um this is a puzzle game pu puzzle platform i wouldn't say it's a yeah maybe it is a puzzle platformer um it's basically you are in control of two birds and they can extend themselves because they are also snakes. Hence, snake bird. Um, and your goal for each stage is to find all the items, uh, which are fruits, if I remember correctly. And um, you do that by, um, well, shaping them into like staircases and things like that. So you can actually access platforms where all the items are. If you collect all of them, you are free to go, but there are a lot of hazards in the stage. Um, so if you get hit by those, um, you die, you have to restart the stage. If you fall off a platform from too high, you die. If you fall into the water, you die. So there's a lot going on. It's not an easy game at all. Um, I tried playing it. Everybody knows how good I am at puzzle games. I could not even figure out the first stage. So I have no idea how many stages are actually in the Game Boy version of this game. Um, but yeah, if you love puzzle games, this is definitely one to check out. It's, excuse me. It's a very well made, even uh, for Game Boy. Uh, one of your snake birds is the white snake bird. The other one is the black snake bird. So you don't need, really need colors to distinguish between them. Um, all the levels are very um, 
overviewable on the tiny screen. So it's never too hard to quote unquote figure out where to go, how you will actually get there. That's a, that's a whole other thing, of course. But yeah, if you're good at puzzle games, this is definitely one you have to play. Now, on to the last game I'm going to talk about, uh, during this episode at least. It's a little game, also by Freeball, of course, called Diamaze, um, and it actually just came out. Um, this is a completely full-fledged Game Boy game. Um, it's an action platformer puzzle game uh, where you traverse through a maze hence the name Diamaze, um, and you have to collect all 40 gems, um, something like that, um, not sure if it's 40, but you need to collect all the gems in the entire dungeon or maze, and once you get them you can access a portal that will take you to the end of the game. Um, the way this works is that you need upgrades uh, spread throughout the entire stage that will help you traverse obstacles such as uh, pits, such as uh, enemies that you cannot kill, at least not at the start of the game. Um, and uh, each room has its own little challenge to it. Um, there are checkpoints spread throughout everything that keep track of how many diamonds you collected. Um, you can also use that, of course, if you collect a diamond, you want a little to be safe, you don't want to do that puzzle again, you can go back. Um, Basically, the game is open world, but of course there are restrictions based on which upgrades you have found or not. So um, sometimes you might get stuck and the only way to solve it is by checking out a different room and by getting an upgrade so you can actually traverse the new challenges. So I uh, beta tested this game for Freeball, um, so did other people before me. They tested it on emulator and on PC. I actually tested it on real hardware. Uh, there was a little hiccup at the start where vertical transitioning was not working, but uh, we got that fixed. Well, I didn't get it fixed, Freeball got it fixed. And after that, I uh, could play through the game without uh, much problems. So um, it's not a perfect game. There are still some uh, technical difficulties here and there. Maybe that uh, can come up. But all in all, this is a uh, very, very well made game. Um, it has minimalistic graphics for sure, but uh, that doesn't take away from the fact that the game plays really well. Um, um, it's a challenging game, but not too challenging. Like, I finished it completely blind in an hour and 45 minutes, which is a good length for a Game Boy game, uh, so that, that's pretty cool. Um, it does have, like, a save feature because of the checkpoint, so you can stop playing the game and pick it up back where you left off, but I would definitely recommend just playing it in one go. Just sit down for an hour or two, or two and you will be perfectly fine getting through it. Um, <clears throat> if you come across any hiccups, of course, you can always let Freeball know. But he already said that he kind of wanted to move on to a next game. So updates might be very sparse unless there's some huge update in the future. But yeah, it's been really cool being able to beta test this. So I know it would be, uh, well, when it came out, it would be available for every person to play even on real hardware so that's pretty cool and I would definitely recommend checking this out. I will also provide a video of me um, 
my recording actually during the peta testing. After the hiccup with the vertical uh, vertical transition, that was fixed already then. But yeah, you can check it out there. But if, if the game looks interesting, I would recommend just watching five minutes and then playing the game yourself so you don't get spoiled on how to solve certain rooms. Anyways, those are all the games I was able to play before this episode's recording. So um, yeah, it's a short one for sure. But uh, again, if you have any recommendations for Game Boy games, Game Boy Homebrew games, that is um, either ROM available or just an executable, let me know. I will definitely look at them in the future so I can have more homebrew games to talk about during the next part of this light. Here's another break song for you guys and after that I will say my goodbyes. And we're back for the outroduction of this episode. Thank you all very much, of course, for listening. Hope uh, you go check out the games I mentioned. Um, if you have any comments about them, please let me know. You can always find me on Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube on uh, Moolah. That's M-O-E-L-L-E-U-H. Um, or you can always find me, of course, in our this is Game Boy Discord, or even in the Game Boy Community Discord, you can always uh, hit me up through there, of course. Um, my co-host who isn't here, of course, you can always uh, go bother as well. Um, you can find him as eBloodyCandy on Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube, and Instagram, I believe. Um, if you have any technical problems you can always poke sprinting legs our producer about it um, you can do that on twitter and on twitch i'm not sure what her youtube is i think it's just legs but probably not because that would have already been taken i really should ask that sometimes because we keep trying to say her youtube but we never know um, but yeah you can definitely find us of course on our website gbrunners.com T-I-G-B. Again, uh, there's links there to all of our social media thingies, our uh, Discord, and of course our Patreon. If you want to support this podcast, be sure to go check that out. We have two tiers, so $1 tiers and a $5 tier, each with their own benefits, um, like being able to access the show notes and some uh, special secret thingies coming up. Uh, in the new year i would say because again the next time you'll be hearing us we will already be in 2019 and the first episode we're doing is Pokemon. wait wait hold on stop the recording huh who are you it is i you from the future trying to stop you from making a fool out of yourself um what are you talking about Look, man, I know you're in the middle of saying the next episode is Pokemon Let's Go, but you're completely wrong about that. What do you mean I'm wrong? 
Like always, you forgot to make decent notes and that's why you're messing up right now. The next episode is actually gonna be Mole Mania. Oh, oh my god, you're... Wow, okay, you're absolutely right, my bad. Thanks for letting me know. No problem, dude. You, sir, are an amazing person. Oh, I know. Glad to be of service. And with that, I'm going back. Back to the future. <laughs> wait, wait, I have so many questions. Like, what happens on New Year? Like, do I get super drunk? Uh, yeah, never mind. He's gone already. Man, what a great person that me from the future is. Anyways, um, like my future self said, next episode we will actually be talking about Mole Mania. And oh boy, will that episode be a doozy. Make sure to tune in for that one. Um, it will be available at the 5th of January, so next year. Uh, hope to see you all then. Meanwhile, go play some homebrew, have a great holiday season, and we will see you next year. Bye-bye! You're gonna have fun with Mole Mania. <laughs>